Bonnie has asked me to read the first chapter of Ruth. So Ruth chapter one, and I'm reading from NLT, New Living Translation, that I find is readable but is um, very close to NIV. In the days when the judges ruled in Israel, a severe famine came upon the land. So a man from Bethlehem in Judah left his home and went to live in the country of Moab, taking his wife and two sons with him. The man's name was Elimelech, and his wife was Naomi. Their two sons were Malan and Kilian. They were Ephrathites from Bethlehem in the land of Judah. And when they reached Moab, they settled there. Then Elimelech died, and Naomi was left with her two sons. The two sons married Moabite women. One married a woman named Orpah, and the other a woman named Ruth. But about ten years later, both Malon and Kilian died. This left Naomi alone, without her two sons or her husband. Then Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had blessed his people in Judah by giving them good crops again. So Naomi and her daughters-in-law got ready to leave Moab to return to her homeland. With her two daughters-in-law, she set out from the place where she had been living, and they took the road that would lead them back to Judah. But on the way, Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back to your mother's homes, and may the Lord reward you for your kindness to your husbands and to me. May the Lord bless you with the security of another marriage. Then she kissed them goodbye, and they all broke down and wept. No, they said, we want to go with you to your people. But Naomi replied, why should you go on with me? Can I still give birth to other sons who could grow up to, your, to be your husbands? No, my daughters, return to your parents' homes, for I am too old to marry again. And even if it were possible, and I were to get married tonight and bear sons, then what? Would you wait for them to grow up and refuse to marry someone else? No, of course not, my daughters. Things are far more bitter for me than for you, because the Lord himself has raised his fist against me. And again they wept together, and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye. But Ruth clung tightly to Naomi. Look, Naomi said to her, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. You should do the same. But Ruth replied, Don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people, and your God will be my God. Wherever you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord punish me severely if I allow anything but death to separate us. When Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, she said nothing more. So the two of them continued on their journey. When they came to Bethlehem, the entire town was excited by their arrival. Is it really Naomi? The woman, the women asked. Don't call me Naomi, she responded. And in my, sub, or my notes, Naomi means pleasant. That is the, uh, the uh, translation of Naomi. Instead, call me Mara. And that translation is bitter. For the Almighty has made life very bitter for, bitter for me. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me home empty. Why call me Naomi, or pleasant, when the Lord has caused me to suffer and the Almighty has sent such tragedy upon me? So Naomi returned from Moab, accompanied by her daughter-in-law Ruth, the young Moabite woman. 
they arrived in Bethlehem in late spring at the beginning of the barley harvest. So that is Ruth chapter 1. Thank you, Catherine. Sometimes my voice runs out, and I'm very glad she could do that for me. Oh, I'm glad I'm up here this morning. <laughs> my goodness, those things are hot. But good morning, everybody. So good to see you. Let's, uh, let's pray again. Heavenly Father, amazing God, we come before you today as friends, as family, family in Christ, and we thank you for that. And we thank you for Chalmers. We thank you for the love here. We thank you for the, the friendship and the relationships. And Lord, as I give this message this morning on friendship and relationships, I thank you for your word that we can fall back on, that we can use to know what you want from us, Father. So let this, this word, this message be from you, and let us, let us have ears to hear, Lord, and hearts to understand. Amen. I'm talking this morning about relationships and friendships, and I have to ask you, what is friendship? What is friendship? A teenage boy had cancer, and he had to spend several months in the hospital getting his treatments, his chemo, his radiation, and and of course, his hair fell out, and when it came time to come home, he he was worried, not about his cancer, but about his bald head, that people would ridicule him and, and make fun of him. And when he got home and he opened the door, the room was full of all his school friends, and they had all shaved their heads. And that's friendship. A friend is someone who, A, keeps your secrets and never divulges them, even if tortured or worse, is tempted with chocolate. <laughs> B, quietly destroys the photograph that makes you look like a beached whale. C, knows when you don't know what you're talking about, but smiles supportively, and allows you to reach that conclusion on your own. D goes with you on a diet and goes off it as well with you. E doesn't say, I told you so, no matter how tempting it may be. F is kind and true to you at all times. You know, in some ways, friendship is illogical. It is based on what it gives, not what it gets. A friend is someone who knows a song in our hearts and can sing it back to us when we forget the words. Richard Exley, an author, says, a true friend is one who hears and understands when you share your deepest feelings. He or she supports you when you're struggling, corrects you gently and with love when you go astray and forgives you when you fail prods you to personal growth and stretches you to your full potential, and most amazing of all, celebrates your successes as though they were his or her own. We look at the beautiful portrait of friendship in the book of Ruth today, 
Naomi, a godly woman, a wife, a mother. Her husband and her two sons died, leaving Naomi and her two daughter-in-laws, Ruth and Orpah, alone. They weren't doing well. They had no money. They had very little food. And so Naomi, who had heard her homeland, Bethlehem, was doing really great, decided to go back there. And she told Ruth and Orpah to return to Moab. They started off, and then she said, you guys need to go back. You need to marry again. You need to have a life back in Moab. And Orpah, after a lot of, a lot of coaxing and crying and carrying on, Orpah did go back. But Ruth would not leave her mother-in-law and her friend. Ruth eventually met and married Boaz, and they had a son, Obed, who became the grandfather of King David. So Ruth, a Gentile from Moab, became part of the family line of Jesus. Why did this happen? Because Ruth was loyal and she was a friend. And God rewarded her. Wouldn't it be great to have a friend like Ruth? Wouldn't you like to be a friend like that? Research shows that the more friendships a person has in a congregation, the less likely they are to become inactive or leave. A survey of 400 church dropouts who were asked why they left their churches replied, I didn't feel anyone cared whether I was there or not. I think that happens very seldom in Chalmers. I think we're a very friendly, warm church but I have heard those words from one person. And I hope I never hear them again. I know it's been rectified, and it was just an oversight. We must love. The church should be one of the most caring places in the world. Rick Warner says relationships are the glue that hold churches together. And of course they are. I have always said that having a lead shepherd, like having a mom in a home, holds just the glue that holds the church together. But this is a very true statement as well. It's the relationships. It's the love. It's the friendship. Now, if I said to you, don't be a porcupine, would you understand? Don't you dare be a porcupine. Porcupines travel solo. When they encounter other animals, they respond by withdrawing or using their quills to attack. And once those quills become embedded, they can be starting to fester, causing suffering, and sometimes even death. Porcupines don't necessarily want to be alone. They just don't know how to get close without hurting others or themselves. And we all know porcupines. We all know porcupines. And they're usually very lonely people. And as human beings, we have our own set of quills. Things like gossip, anger, 
pride, competitiveness, insensitivity, greed, the need to control, to name just a few. Many people are lonely simply because they refuse to take the risk of reaching out to others. Without risk, there can be no friendship and there can be no love. Paul writes in Romans 12, 16, live in harmony with each other. Don't try to act important. Enjoy the company of ordinary people. So it matters to God how we get along with each other. Philippians 2, 3 to 4 says, give more honor to others than to yourself. Do not be interested only in your own life, but be interested in the lives of others. We're going to look at seven steps for building great relationships. Number one, take genuine interest in other people. Dale Carnegie says, you can make more friends in two months by becoming really interested in other people than you can in two years trying to get other people interested in you. Number two, do not carry emotional baggage. Oh, so many people carry emotional baggage. Someone has hurt you, address it right away. Holding unforgiveness robs you of blessings. I talked about unforgiveness a few weeks ago there, how it hurts us. Forgive and move on. Your past does not equal your future. Number three, invest in your most valuable relationships. You know, friends are roses in life. Pick them carefully and avoid the thorns. Yeah. Jesus was known as a friend of sinners, yet he spent most of his time with the 12 disciples. He lived among them, shared every part of their lives. He ate with them, prayed with them, ministered with them, cried and laughed with them. Four, always express your appreciation in your words or actions. Tell your friends how much you love and appreciate them often. You never know if they'll be here tomorrow. Do not criticize or think you have the gift of uh, the, to give the benefit of, the, of your wisdom. That's wrong. You do not always have to give the benefit of your wisdom. See the best in people. Look for one thing to admire and give them 100% encouragement for it. 1 John 3.18. Dear children, let us stop just saying, just saying we love one another. Let us show it by our actions. So the best friendships are created by layers of kind words and actions. Number five, honesty and truthfulness. Where there is true, genuine relationship, friends can admit faults, failures, and shortcomings without the fear of being pushed away. The bottom line is if people don't love you for who you truly are, then they are not worth having in your life. 
They may have some of those thorns. So pick wise, wisely choose and love with all your heart who you choose. Choose to be 110% truthful and you will have a firm foundation for a fruitful friendship. A friend is someone who knows all about you and still likes you. Yeah. Number six, be a good listener. Be a good listener. Listening means attention. Listen to this now. Attention with the intention to understand. Attention with the intention to understand. James 1.19 says, be quick to listen and slow to speak. Talking is sharing. Listening is caring. An ad was placed in a newspaper, and I said, I will listen to you talk for 30 minutes without a comment for $3. It sounds like a bit of a scam, but it wasn't. This person got 10 to 20 calls a day. $60 on a good day just for listening. Not bad. People need people to listen to them. And number seven, demonstrate loyalty. Ruth was loyal to Naomi. God honored that loyalty and gave her Boaz, her future husband. John 13, 34, 35. And so I am giving a new commandment to you now. Love one another as I have loved you. Your strong love for each other will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Does the world know that we are his disciples? By the way we love and relate to each other, are we letting the world know that we are his disciples? What kind of friend are you? Are you the kind of friend I've spoken about today? Proverbs 17, 7, God has so many verses about friendship. Friends love through all kinds of weather. A friend loves at all times, regardless of the circumstances or the cost. A true friend is walking in when everyone else is walking out. And that takes the kind of love that Jesus has, the kind of love Jesus will give you and give to, some, to give to someone else. God loves you. Jesus loves you. Give that love to others. Ecclesiastes 4.9, two are better than one because they have good reward for their labor. If one falls, the other will lift him up. But woe to him that is alone and falls, for he has no one to lift him up. Friendship isn't a big thing. It's a million little things. It was strange this week how God, it's, it's not strange, it's not amazing how God works, but sometimes we feel it's amazing how God works. The tease water little bulletin for the month came out, the community calendar it's called. It's got a few pages of what's going on. And there was a thing in there about friendship, and I thought, oh, thank you, God. 
When God created this wonderful earth, he made a place filled with brilliant colors. Flowers, the trees, the birds, and the animals. But said God, my world is not complete. I need to create a higher being, one who can think and will take care of the earth. We stop when I read that line. We are to be taking care of God's earth. I will call them people. And God thought, I have many colors in my world. I must have color in my people as well. I would create people who are yellow, the color of the glowing sun, which gives warmth and light. I will make people who are black, the color of the deep, starry night, which gives quiet and peace. Some of my people will be brown, the color of the warm earth where seeds grow to feed my people. Lastly, I will make some of my people white, like the cool, crisp snow of winter. All of my people must have eyes to see beauty around them. We need each other to face this world. When you feel like falling, cling to a friend. When you see another struggling, be a friend. Alone we fall. Together, helping one another, we thrive and we flourish. Robert Louis Stevenson says, a friend is a gift you give yourself. And all of the trauma that's going on in our world over color I say to you, God created every beautiful colored person. All lives matter. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for this beautiful world you gave us. We thank you for the rain, and we thank you for the sun, and we thank you for the crops. We thank you for friends. We thank you for Chalmers Church, a place that is safe to come to, a place where there is love and there is friendship and there are relationships. And Father, it is good. It is good, God. I thank you for all the colors of people that you created. I pray, Lord, for this world who realize they are all your creation. You love each and every one. I pray for wisdom in those who are rioting and killing and doing so many stupid things, God. I know it makes you sad. I know you weep, and we weep with you. And yet you bless us with a part of the world where Very little of that's going on, and how we rate, I will never know, but we thank you. We pray at this time of COVID that you continue to protect us. We pray for wisdom of people to help control it in the the act of loving others and protecting others, Father. We need you. And yes, the school returns. We pray for the children. We pray for the teachers. And we continue to pray for frontline workers, Father. 
There are so many people working hard during this time to keep us safe, to keep us well. And we can do that too, God, with our friends, with our family. Help us to keep each other safe by being wise. We thank you for Jesus, our dearest friend, our best friend, Jesus, who died for us. That our sins may be forgiven, Father. The sins of the world, and we all need him. Thank you, God, for this message on friendship. Let us be friends. Let us love as you have taught us to love. Let us love with the love that you give us to give to others, Father. And we thank you. Amen.